Blog Talk Radio. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. All right, everybody, this is Brother Frank. Welcome back to another episode of The Remnant Call. Glad to have you here. Um, If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's program, you don't want to miss that. A call to the remnant. Uh, Folks, I just got to say you need to go back and listen. I'm telling you, our Heavenly Father has a mission for us in this hour. He has a calling for us. And yes, just like in Esther's day, I believe we are called to such a time as this. Uh, This is the moment that you've heard about since little children, to those that have grown up as believers, that your grandparents and great-grandparents and parents talked about, the days of the end times when everything, the nation shall rise against nation, the ethnic wars, the racial wars that the Bible talks about. We know that there's civil war. All these things are coming, and folks, we need to make that decision now like Joshua For me and my house, well, we're going to serve the Lord, and I believe those who listen to the Remnant Call, your desire is the same. And so we are excited tonight to have back on, uh, not just guest, family, and that is Brother Benjamin Baruch. So I'm going to bring him on here with us right now with no delay. Brother Benjamin, are you here with us? Hey, Frank. Yeah, I'm here. Well, amen. Praise God. Brother, I am glad you're here with us. Um, there's been a, a lot of questions, but I just quickly that we noticed that your website and your YouTube channel had went down. Can you just give us an update on the status of that? Well, I think they're back up at present, and we're working to resolve uh, whatever problems created the glitch, and appreciate everybody's concern. All right. Well, praise God. Folks, Benjamin has not gone anywhere, and he's still here with us. And, uh, folks, this is a a serious time, and um, it's a time that we need to uh, guard our hearts, guard the ones we allow into our lives, um, and and guard, you know, our family. And we do that in prayer. We cover them. We stand in the gap. You know, sometimes you might be the only person that's interceding for somebody else. And so, folks, take that call seriously. Samuel said it would be sin if he was to stop praying. And so we need to remember that call as we're moving into this hour. And, brother, you've got some serious stuff on your heart. I know. Listen, I'm not, I don't even know. You told me the Lord has shared some stuff with you. I don't even know. So this is – I'm listening as an audience member tonight, brother. You've got me on the edge. I want to know what happened and what the Lord is sharing with you right now, brother. So I'm going to turn it over, Benjamin, and ask that you would open with a word of prayer, and let's jump right in. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Father, we lift this program up in Jesus' name. We pray your Holy Spirit would give utterance to the word of truth, and that, Lord, you would anoint the ears of our listeners 
that the real word of God would come into our hearts, into our lives. Lord, that your word would open our eyes that we might see. Open our hearts that we might respond in truth. Lord, that we might make ready for the time indeed is at hand. And so we lift up tonight and we ask, Father, you would bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Brother, share with us. What's going on? Well, yeah. That's always such a interesting question. And there's always more going on than really there's time to address. But tonight I did want to touch on a couple of things. I wanted to talk about the city of truth, which, of course, is the holy city. And I also wanted to touch on the people of the lie. Because we've got two distinct groups of people that are now being separated. We've got the true children of God who are being called to walk in the truth. We're being called to embrace the truth. We're being called to let the truth search our hearts. And we're being called to turn away from the lies of, of sin, the lies of pride, the lies of denial the lies of this ruined age. And there's a fork in the road, and that fork is immediately upon us. Our nation has chosen the lie as a covering. The people of this world have chosen a covenant of death, and they've made a covering of lies. Those lies will not cover them from the judgment that's about to begin. So tonight I want to talk about the city of truth and, and what a blessing it is to be called to the banquet table in the Zion of Almighty God, the chosen city of truth. But first I want to just talk for a moment about the people that are going to share the other destiny, the many who are on the wide road headed for destruction, the people that have chosen to embrace the lie and call evil good, and have chosen to hide their sin in the darkness and to foolishly believe no one sees them. There was a book written by uh, Dr. Scott Peck entitled The People of the Lie, and, and some of what I'm going to share now are little excerpts or comments, nuggets of gold, if you will, that I gleaned from the text. If you haven't read the book, The People of the Lie, it is probably one of the most powerful books, uncovering the evil of the human soul, and particularly the evil that manifests itself in the church and among the group of people who call themselves Christians. But I just want to share a couple of points. The people who are truly evil will deny the truth at every turn. And at the same time, they will attack other people. They will project their own sin onto others. These people bring havoc in the lives of everyone they touch. And if there's one thing that defines the consent the consistency of sin is, is what defines the people of the lie. And at the same time, they never, ever take responsibility. Theirs is a subtle form of destruction, yet it's remarkably consistent. These people have an absolute refusal to even tolerate any sense or consideration of their own sin nature. The poor in spirit do not commit evil. 
evil is committed by people who feel uncertain about their own it's not committed by people who feel uncertain about their own righteousness the evil in this world is committed by people who consider themselves spiritually superior to everyone else the Pharisees of our day these are the best and most upright among us the scripture warns of as being sharper than a thorn hedge These are the self-righteous who consider themselves without sin because they have been unwilling to ever seriously self-examine their own hearts. Theirs is a level of deception so deep that truth and light itself will avail no effect. A state of hardness of soul against which even love is powerless to change. A hate so blind, so dark, that love only makes it the more violent. A pride so stony and so hard, humility only causes it more scorn. An evil so strong that no crisis, no truth, no adversity will cause it to turn back on its, from its road to ruin. And this terrible truth is now being revealed in our time. In, it's right before our eyes in the nation that is running towards the abyss. Lies have shaped our nation. America has become an entire nation filled with people of the lie, poisoned by the calculation of evil, cynical inversion of the good. America has crossed the line and become a nation of lies. And there will be no turning back. We have to come out from among these people. It's the reason why the Lord admonished us to enter our prayer closets and close the door. You cannot save them. The closer you get to the people of the lie, the more damage they will do to you. These people are toxic. These people are dangerous. And it is best to simply let them be. As King David said in the Psalms, anyone who would touch them, you better have either a shield of iron or, or spears and pruning hooks because these people will cut you too quick if you let them get close to you. And there's, there's no reason, no argument of truth, no plea to morality that will sway them from the evil course that they are on. They cannot be turned back like beasts. They're running into the fire and no one can stop them other path that is before us is the path of holiness which will lead us to the city of truth and that is the city to which the remnant are being called Zechariah 8 verses 1 through 3 the scripture speaks to us again the word of the Lord of hosts came to me saying thus saith the Lord I was jealous for Zion and with great jealousy I was jealous for her with great fury and I'm returning to Zion I will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem, and Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth and the mountain of the Lord of hosts. And the word truth is a met in this verse, and it means certainty, trustworthiness, faithfulness, righteousness, stability, verity, truth. A city of trustworthiness, 
a city that is faithful, where the citizens are faithful. Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth. Isaiah prophesies in chapter 1, verse 26, I will restore at the first, and afterward thou shalt be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. And that word for faithful is the root word for truth in the reference in Zechariah 8. And it's the word aman, and it means to, to be lifted up, to be supported, to be firm, to trust, to be established as permanent. God's truth will be permanent. His city of truth will be eternal. The nation and the people of the lie will drown. They will drown in perdition, and, and they will face the second death. And all they hope to achieve through their lives will be literally sand through their hands, and then they will face the eternal judgment. But the city of truth will be established. It can be trusted. Zephaniah prophesies in, in chapter 3, verse 13, the remnant of Israel shall do no iniquity, nor speak any lies. The remnant are people of truth. In Isaiah 63, verse 8, the Messiah said, Surely they are my people, children that will not lie. So he became their Savior, and in all of their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity he redeemed them, and he bore them and carried them all the days of old. Children that will not lie. The word for lie in that scripture in Isaiah 63 is shaker, and it means to cheat, to be untrue, to speak words that are false, to deal falsely, to defraud people, to lie to them. Truth embraces everything opposite from the lie. Truth is the opposite of deception of any kind. Faithfulness opposed to faithlessness. Sincerity opposes flattery. Honesty opposes theft and dishonesty. Truth of religion opposes apostasy. The heavenly city will be called the city of truth because that is its nature. The truth of Almighty God will be the foundation of its walls. The truth of God's doctrine, God's justice, and the truth who is our Messiah. He himself said, I am the way and the truth and the life. The city of truth is the city of the Lord. And the Lord admonishes us in Zechariah 8, These things you shall do. Speak every man the truth to his neighbor. Execute judgment of truth and peace in your gates. Let none of you imagine evil in your hearts against your neighbor. And love no false oath, for these are the things that I hate, saith the Lord. Isaiah 44 admonishes us that they will feed on ashes. A deceived heart will turn them aside. They will not deliver their own soul, nor will they say, is there a lie in my right hand? The children of the lie will never check their own hearts. They will never cry out for God to put the plumb line of his truth in their life. In the scripture, the Lord 
admonishes his remnant, only acknowledge your sin. Come back to your God and speak the truth. But the people of the lie will never acknowledge their sin. They will never turn to the Lord with a true heart. For with a rebellious heart and a heart of revolt, they will continue in their iniquities. Micah 2, verse 11. If a man walking in the spirit and falsehood do lie, saying, I'll prophesy unto this people of wine and strong drink. He shall be a prophet to this nation. That's the hour that we're in. The men that are walking in the spirit of lies, the spirit of falsehood, and the word is shakar, the spirit of deceit and shams, falsehood and lies. These are the prophets of this people, pink-haired prophets prophesying lies. False prosperity teachers prophesying untruths as they deceive and make merchandise of the people. Serving mammon in the name of God. And a nation of people choosing to make an offering of money instead of an offering of their own hearts before the Lord. Zechariah 10, ask of the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. That's what's coming quickly, brothers and sisters. And then the Lord will make bright clouds, giving showers of rain. For the idols have spoken vanity, and the diviners have seen a lie, and they've told false dreams. They've comforted this people in vain. My anger will be kindled against these shepherds, saith the Lord false prophets have brought forth lies. False teachers have taught lies. Your political leaders speak only lies. Your great corporations and the rich men of the earth, they exploit the poor through their lies. Only the fools believe the lies. But in one camp of the remnant, the standard for all conduct is the truth. How many will be there on that day? That spirit of lying, when it begins to afflict a soul, it starts with, with one lying to oneself. Anyone who practices the lie has mistakenly believed that the lie will succeed when the lies will bring only to ruin. False balances are an abomination. Broken covenants a violation. Stealing the wages from your neighbor you're voting in a government that will steal the wages of your neighbor. None of this iniquity will be rewarded. All will end in ruin. Jesus rebuked a generation walking in lies. In John chapter 8, verse 44, he said, You are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you shall surely do. He was a murderer from the beginning. He never abode in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. 
When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And yet I tell you the truth, yet you believe me not, the Lord said. The devil is the father of all lies. The devil is the father of all men who love and make the lie. In Acts chapter 5, Peter stood up and said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And keep back half the price of the land. Romans chapter 1 verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, deceitful men, whom God gave over to uncleanness, for they changed the truth of God into a lie. When we twist the word of God for our own profit, our own gain, we've changed the truth of God into a lie, and in so doing, we become turned over. In Colossians chapter 3, Paul admonishes us, lie not to one another, As believers, we are to tell the truth to each other. Seeing that you've put off the old man with his deeds, and you've put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. That lying nature is the nature of the flesh. The flesh will say and do whatever to get whatever it needs, to get whatever it covets. In the conclusion of all of these things, in Revelation chapter 21, the Lord said, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. He that overcomes will inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, well, there's a reason to rebuke the spirit of fear and do not be afraid. And the unbelieving, there's a reason to stand full of faith. And the abominable, and the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. All liars, all fearful, all unbelieving. If we're filled with fear, we can't be filled with faith. Perfect love casts out all fear. True faith will will remove fear. Now, yes, difficult times lay ahead, immediately ahead. And yes, in our natural mind, we will be tempted to respond in fear and anxiety. But in our spirit, man, we need to rest assured our lives are in the hand of the Lord. Our fear will not deliver us from anything. Our being anxious for what is coming will not save us from any of what we face. It will do the opposite. So we must fast and pray and pray through these issues. Take authority. Cast that spirit of fear and anxiety out of your life. 
cast that spirit of unbelief and catch yourself watch your words guard your mouth don't speak words of fear or doubt or unbelief for if you do you'll be found among the abominable and the murderers the whoremongers and the sorcerers and all idolaters and all liars the last thing on the list the great divide between the children of the devil and the children of righteousness is whether the word of truth is in their mouth and everyone tells the truth when it's profitable to do so our true character is revealed when it costs us something to tell the truth and it is there in that crucible moment discover whether we have the courage to stand on the truth whether we will try to hide in the lie you know, no doubt if you've ever had a car accident or any kind of interaction like that with the general public you've learned as many have a certain majority of the people will immediately resort to the lie shifting blame disavowing any responsibility trying to avoid the cost of a decision. They want to shift the blame and shift the cost to another. Adam pointing at the woman, telling the Lord, the woman you gave me, and that blame shifting, that is the spirit of the lie at work within all of us. King David stood up and said, I have sinned. The children of truth repent. We have all sinned. But if we are born again, we've all received the power from the Holy One. Power to overcome the world, the devil, and these strongholds in our flesh. But many times, in this late hour, this kind will only come out through prayer and fasting. These strongholds that have infested our lives, our families, our children, our grandchildren. We need to confess our sin. We need to acknowledge the truth. We need to take authority. And oftentimes we need to fast and pray to break the power of this evil. But the children of the lie, they choose to simply deny. The truth is about to be revealed. I wish I could speak more freely to you tonight. time of great testing is not far off brothers and sisters I'm looking forward to bringing forth the truth about America Babylon and it is still my intention to produce a documentary probably in more than one part people only have a limited amount of time to listen to a, a program but I want to cover the totality of the truth regarding end-time mystery Babylon and the sudden ruin that awaits her. People don't like to hear bad news. 
People don't like to hear truth that convicts and confronts us. But the Word of God will always confront. The Word of God will always compose. It will confront us and it will reveal our sin. It will convict us of sin. The Word of God will demand we change. If we respond in truth, we'll confess our sins. We'll turn from our wicked ways. And if we go into denial, we seek to hide our shame. We will join the many on the broad road that leads to destruction. Our nation does not have much more time. I was looking back through some older files today, and I I ran across a story of a young girl. Her name was Maria, and she was rescued by missionaries in the jungles of Ecuador. Some of you may remember Maria's story. She had been abandoned in a crate, having been badly beaten at the age of two. She spent a month in a hospital when first discovered by missionaries. They took her to a Christian orphanage, and she lived in that home for for several years, but she could not speak. The head trauma that she suffered from the violent abuse when she was just a little toddler had actually damaged her ability to speak. And, and um, eventually she began to, to speak one or two words. And, and she was unable to say her name, Maria. She calls herself Mia. And um, she learned a few things like more cookies. <laughs> and then something happened to Mia. She was taking a nap one day, and and the Christian missionaries that were that were tending to the orphanage felt led of the Lord to go and lay hands on her and to pray that the Holy Spirit would heal her, that she would be able to begin to speak properly. So they prayed, and and the Spirit of God moved. And when this little girl, she was maybe the age of four or five at that point, when she awakened, she communicated with them through sign languages that she'd had a dream. And she pointed to her eyes, and and she spoke, and she said, Mia, see Jesus. And they they repeated it, Mia, see Jesus? She nodded, yes. And then the, the little girl said, Jesus, come with fire. Everything burn up. Houses, people, cars, everything on fire. Jesus touched her, pardon me, Maria touched her lips again and said, Jesus said, say it. And the missionaries asked her, what, what did Jesus tell you to say? She answered, Jesus come with fire, everything burn up. Brothers and sisters, that day of fire is not far off. Those of you that have been listening for a while, you understand the 70th year of America Babylon is going to, come to a conclusion in a matter of four weeks' time. A little less than four weeks' time. Economy shuddering. Behind the scenes, Russian military is moving 
heavy armor up to the border with Ukraine. I'm being told a Russian invasion of Ukraine is considered imminent this spring. Chinese provocations in the South China Sea are at the highest level ever. The United States Air Force bombed Iranian forces in Syria yesterday or the day before. The U.S. deficit spending this year, if you count the, the structural deficit that is now approaching $2 trillion, on top of the stimulus plan of $1.9 trillion, we have almost a $4 trillion addition of debt this year alone countries spiraling towards complete collapse. For those of you that are aware, the coming grand solar minimum is already impairing food production. The world faces famine, a collapse of agricultural output in the next one to two years. These climate changes, and by the way, they have nothing to do with carbon emissions from here automobile or your or your home wood stove these climate changes being created by the forces of this grand solar minimum are pushing the nations towards war the 70th year of America Babylon is about to end and when it does the second phase of the judgment will begin the deep state I think it's kind of obvious to everyone that the deep state used the COVID crisis to achieve a political objective. We're not going backwards. They're going to roll out the next phase. But for those of us who are the children of the truth, we have good news. We have something to look forward to. In Jeremiah 29, verse 10 the Lord said, For thus saith the Lord, after the seventy years are expired in end-time Babylon, I will visit you. The visitation of the Lord is the coming of the man-child of the book of Revelation. And he's going to perform, he promises, I will perform my good word towards you causing you to return to this to this place, to this land. God's going to bring a because. Nobody's planning and traveling today. Everybody will be traveling in the future because God's going to cause us to want to leave. But the Lord comforts his people. He says, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you your expected end, an expected end. And of course, for those of us who are believers, our expectation is that the Lord is going to save us, save us from our sin, save us from the second death, save us from the power of the curse, from the wrath of the dragon. The scripture continues, Then you shall call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. To 
today so many people are finding the heavens as if they are brass. I hear from people all the time that their prayer is frustrated, not sure what to do. But in this time ahead, you will go and pray unto the Lord, and the Lord will hear you. And you shall seek me, and you will find him when you search for me with all your heart. Then I will be found of you, saith Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. You see, ancient Israel went into captivity in the natural 25, 2600 years ago. They were taken into captivity literally in ancient Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar took them away in chains. He took the children of Israel bound into slavery. Here at the end of the age, everything under the new covenant is being fulfilled in the Spirit. So the people of God who dwell in Babylon have been taken into captivity spiritually, bound in their sin. And whoever sins is a slave to sin. The church today is a church that is full of sin. God demands that we humble ourselves because most of us walk in pride. God demands we wash our hands because most of us touch the unclean thing. The vast majority of us have virtually no discernment. The enemy comes among us, we scarcely notice. Our discernment is dulled because the captivity has rendered us blind, deaf, and dumb. But the Lord, who has promised to deliver his people, he said, I'm going to be found of you when you seek me with all of your heart. This war that is coming, this collapse of end-time Babylon that is coming, this time of tribulation, the likes of which have never been seen before in the earth, will motivate us to seek the Lord with all our hearts. And when we do, He will be found of you. The Lord is a jealous God. He will not share you with any other God. As long as you have sin hidden in your tent, you will not be finding the Lord standing at the door when you call His name. He's listening to you, but he knows you from afar. It's only when we're ready to get rid of all of the idols. It's only when we're ready to humble ourselves utterly. It's only when we pour ourselves out completely and seek him with all of our heart that we are found. And we find him. And he promises, I will turn away your captivity. And I will gather you from all of the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I'll bring you again into the place where I caused you to be carried away. So praise God. It's time for us to face the truth, to find the truth, and to let the truth transform us. You know, we grew up, those of us who had been believers for a while, if you came anywhere near what called itself the charismatic or the spirit-filled church or you know, whatever label you want to put on it. Most of us were trained into thinking that pretending was an exercise of faith. 
they even used to say, fake it till you make it. But nothing, nothing could be a greater error. There's nothing fake about the truth of the new covenant of Jesus Christ. There's nothing fake about the power of the anointing. And there's nothing faking the revelation of truth. You can't fake and pretend from a place of captivity in the spirit and a place of deception in the carnal mind of man. You're not going to fake your way into the revelation of the things of God. You have got to seek him with all of your heart. And you can't fake that. And the Lord knows. So how in the world do we seek the Lord with all of our hearts at a time of such unprecedented compromise? Well, that's where the fasting and prayer came in. Without fasting and prayer, you cannot. And for most of us, we're going to need a little bit of help and so the Lord is sending help. He's sending persecution. He's sending war. He's sending famine. He's sending plagues and disease. He's sending the four horsemen of the book of Revelation. And it will be more than enough motivation for the, all of the remnant of God to suddenly find time to fast and pray and to suddenly seek the Lord with all of our hearts. And in that day, we will find our God answering. And as soon as we turn back to Him, Heaven's door will be opened. I would encourage all of you, this is a time when you should be devoting yourselves to fasting and prayer. Read Isaiah chapter 26, the last part, following the scripture prophetic reference of the woman in travail who's with the child even now. Enter your prayer closets. Do not go out among the children of the lie. When you discover you're dealing with someone who is actually one of the people of the lie, the best thing you can do is just let them go. There's no reasoning. You cannot reach them. Only God can reach them. It's best to not be contaminated because these are dangerous people. You need to let them go. That's why the Lord in Isaiah 26 said, go into your prayer closet and close the door. It's a dangerous time. He told the same thing to Ezekiel where he said, go into your house and don't go out among them, for they shall seek to put their bands on you. And you shall not go out among them. Thou son of man, behold, the Spirit entered into me. I'm reading from Ezekiel chapter 3. Let me back up to verse 23 there I arose and I went forth into the plain and behold the glory of the Lord stood there as the glory which I saw by the river Chebar and I fell on my face then the spirit entered into me and set me upon my feet and 
spoke with me and said unto me, Go, shut yourself within your house. For you, O son of man, behold, they shall put their bands upon you. They want to bind you, and they shall bind you with them, but you shall not go out among them. And I will make thy tongue cleave to the roof of thy mouth. Thou shalt be dumb, and shall not be to them a reprover, for they are a rebellious house. The people want to put their bands on you. Be very careful who you speak to, who you open your life to in this time. Many deceivers have come. Many shall come in my name and deceive the many, saith the Lord. Wicked men shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. These children of the lie have chosen the lie as their covering. They are so skilled in the lie, they've lied to themselves effectively. And they think they're the super spiritual ones among us. Some of them even hear voices spirit of the lie speaks to them. Their father of lies bids unto them to do his will. Full of pride, they rush towards destruction. Come out from among them and separate yourselves. Now is the time when many shall become offended and betray one another. If there was one thing that I would note about Christians, true Christians, born-again Christians, is that they're fairly easy to fool. They don't test things carefully. They make assumptions. I do it. You do it. We've all done it. It's very, very dangerous. It needs to stop. Test everything wait for confirmation before assuming anything now. This discipline will be mandatory. Your life will depend upon it. Very soon, everything changes. We must develop the discipline of waiting on the Lord. This is your wake-up call. Set your alarm. Wake up early. Get up early and go into your prayer closet. Get up and pray for the days of ease are ending soon. Clean your houses for summer is coming soon. And this may well be the summer in which the people say by the end, the summer has ended and we are not saved. Given that this is the end of the 70th year of America Babylon, and those of you by chance are listening, you don't understand, then go back and listen to some of the other programs or catch the America Babylon documentary series when it comes out. God willing, soon enough. But the 70th year of the reign of America Babylon ends in March of 2021. command of the Knesset to rebuild Jerusalem in April of 1969 if 
count out seven weeks, 49 years, and we add the Jubilee. We count complete years with the spiritual calendar of Israel. We would begin counting in the spring of 1970, the first full year. The 50th year would begin in the spring of 2020 and would end in the spring of 21, the same exact day. The 70th year reign of America, Babylon ends. And now the Lord says, I'm coming to visit you. His visitation follows the great war. The nations are moving their armies even now. While in America, they will move quickly to disarm the people. Financial collapse, social chaos, martial law, civil war, the overture, in World War III, await us. But do not be afraid. If you belong to the Lord, he's already said, I will protect that which is mine. I was standing in a American a Target store, I guess. And standing there in line, there were two young teenagers, and, and the one made some comment, I'm going to take this ridiculous mask off, and... I started talking with them, and they were children of um, of devout believers, and and they knew what time it was. And I looked at the young girl; her name was Sarah, and she was about fourteen years old, and perfectly pure heart. Her eyes were clear, perfect spirit within her. And I told her, "You have nothing to worry about." You're one of his little lambs. Nothing can touch you. So don't be afraid when the nations begin to be terrified. Don't be afraid when the trumpets of war sound to the alarm for the nations. Rather, just trust in the Lord. Seek your God. For in him and him alone, salvation and deliverance can be found. Hallelujah. Anyway, that's Amen. on my heart today. Praise God. Thanks for Amen. Uh, brother, this is uh this is this is real. Um folks, this is not I mean I don't know I don't know what else to say uh necessarily at this moment. Um the collapse, the ruination, the the filth has been taken in a matter of weeks to a new level of the transgender laws. And now there is such mass confusion. If the Lord doesn't come soon, we'll destroy ourselves. We're already destroying ourselves. So get serious. As Benjamin said, it's time, prayer, fasting, seeking the Lord. And um, you'll never get too close to God. You'll never regret taking that step into a deep prayer life. You'll never wake up one day and say, you know what, I just spent too much time with God. Not going to happen. You will wake up one day and say, I'm glad I spent that time with the Lord. Because he has taught me how to trust in him. And the fires are for his people. Many times people always think, well, the fire is just for the enemy. Yes, it is coming for the enemy. But the tribulation and things, it's, it's for the church. 
He's coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. And as Benjamin said, it'll be real easy to find time to spend with the Lord when the nukes get launched. Don't wait for that moment. Don't wait for that moment. It's too late at that moment. We want to start doing it now, before the camps, before all the bad stuff happens. So we are already prepared. Brother, thank you for coming on and spending time with us, brother, and look forward to having you back. Uh, you know, no matter what ventures and stuff and programs uh, Benjamin might do uh, in the future here and documentaries and some of his own things, this will always be uh, a home for him here on the Remnant Call. Uh, so, brother, love you. Just appreciate you. And, uh, you know, we're going on, I guess, now knowing you for 21, 22 years now. Yeah, it's been, well, ever since 1999. The, the book came out, yeah. Yep, 1999, folks, in March, I left my house one morning strung out on meth, running around on my wife, angry. I was violent, but somebody had given me a book called The Day of the Lord is at Hand. And long story short, I got saved outside of a church, not in church, while driving down the road, weeping, reading this book, I met the Lord for myself and delivered me from a life of drugs and adultery and everything mm. and set me free. Folks, that's the same God we're still talking about 22 years later tonight on the Remnant Call. It's not too late. I was over, brother, and um, I was over in West Virginia in a store uh, a while back, and I ran into a guy that I hadn't seen since in high school. And I was like, hey, Davey, man, how's it going? And he looked at me, Benjamin, you know what he said? I can't believe. So he said, I thought you'd be dead by now. That's what he told me. Wow. Folks, we serve a powerful God. We serve, And he loves to deliver. And he loves to deliver the foolish things of this world and show the wise that he, his arm is not too shortened, that he can't save. So, folks, that I always love reading about the disciples because they said, who are these unlearned men? They were saying, who are these idiots? And I know if the Lord can reach out to the unlearned one, then I've got hope. i got hope. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, so, brother, thank you so much. And, uh, folks, continue to listen here on the Remnant Call and watch out for things coming up in the future with Brother Benjamin. We'll have him back on soon. And God bless you. This is Brother Frank and Brother Benjamin on the Remnant Call saying to everybody, good night. And shalom. Trumpet in the
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.